0: Here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the
1: Working on Purpose show. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, joining you live from Dallas, which is home base for me. If you've been tuning in for a while, then you know this program is all about helping people create more meaningful and purposeful lives, and equipping leaders inside organizations to cultivate meaning and purpose that elicits passion, inspired contribution, innovation, and and persevering performance. I talk with my guests to draw on their expertise and share my own experience consulting, speaking, developing workforces across the globe. Before we get into the program, let me give a shout-out to our sponsor, rentwithrighttobuy.com. This real estate service offers a new way to homeownership and allows you to purchase a home when you may not be entirely ready. It's a great option if your credit is not in the best of shape or if you are in transition, such as divorce, downsizing, or relocating and unsure about the new area, or checking out a new opportunity to see if it aligns with your purpose. I love that. Visit rentwithrighttobuy.com. Each week in these conversations, I hope you walk away with something you can immediately use in your life or work. And if I can do anything to help you along your journey, go to my website at EliseCortez.com and use the contact me feature to message me. Let's open a dialogue and explore what's going on for you, and I'll see if I can help you. Whether you want to learn more about how to develop purpose-inspired leadership and meaning-infused culture in your organization, you want to see about joining a catch-fire online inspiration, accountability, or mastermind community to nurture your own passion and purpose, you're interested in the Women on Purpose Thought Leadership Summit and Retreat in, in the Portland, Portland Oregon time time, area, September 8th through 11th, 2019, or you'd like me to speak for your company or conference. At any rate, I'm glad we're connected and thanks for listening. Now on to this week's program. With us today, right next to me, is Adrienne Court, who is currently the Chief HR Officer with Alchemy, one of the fastest growing technology companies in the U.S. She is the co author of Bravely She Flies, sharing stories of resilience, and is currently co authoring Conscious Culture Think, Act, and Connect to Inspire Uncommon Business Success. We'll be talking about the importance of carefully crafting your company culture, the culture compounds at Alchemy, where Adrienne works, and what companies can do to keep their culture vibrant and healthy. We're conducting this conversation on campus here in headquarters of the Alchemy office in Plano, Texas. Adrienne, welcome to Working on Purpose. Well, thank you. I'm excited. Isn't this fun? It is fun. We better thank our, our common friend here for bringing us together. Bruce Waller, if you're listening, shout out oh, to yeah. you. Thank you very much for introducing me and connecting me. Company culture is really, really important. It's part of what I do these days, too. And you are in a very unique position to talk with us about what you're doing. here are alchemy that we can already learn from. Mm-hmm. It's re- it's magic. I'm mm-hmm. here on campus. It's magic. But before we get into that, let's help our listeners understand what we, what we mean by culture, you specifically. Um, we are focused on that so what do you what's your definition of of culture
2: you know um thanks for asking that Elise, because a lot of times people think that culture is this kind of mystical thing out there that's kind of fuzzy blurry um for me it's pretty simple within an organization it's how you think act and connect um and the thinking is how you express your culture in words acting is how you manifest it's the behaviors that um, represent your culture and your interacting and connection uh, is how your customers and community
1: experience your culture. And because it's so, per, it's so much, like, I like to say the water that anyone swims in an uh-huh. organization, it eats strategy for breakfast. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Yes, it so. really, it's really, really important. <laughs> yes, that's to attributed get, to Peter Drucker, yes. Yeah, yes, It's uh-huh. it's so important that people don't understand the importance of it and which is why I wanted to bring you on and help mm-hmm, them get present mm-hmm. to it. So then the next thing, let's talk about that. Why is creating an, in, an intentional culture so important?
2: The the purpose for an intentional culture is it actually drives your business results. And I actually, uh, you know, today we're talking about alchemy, but I just, I love to use um, many examples, but one I like to use is Chick-fil-A as an example. Um they are one that have been considerably intentional from their culture from their onset. Uh, we can we can disagree or agree on their politics, but let's just talk about they've been fundamental about their culture. They'll be closed on Sundays. They pay the best wages. It's it's my pleasure culture. When you think of a Chick Fil A, their average revenue per store is about 6.5 million. The next largest um, revenue per store is McDonald's at about $2.5 million annually. Wow. Okay. So, when you talk about culture, Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays, not open as many hours, and they pay higher rage- wages. That It's My Pleasure culture translates into... A significant differentiation in terms of really uncommon business success mm-hmm.
1: so I just love to use that one as an extreme example but there's multiple examples like that okay so that that brings it home here that's mm-hmm. the that's literally putting your money where your mouth is and mm-hmm. when, when it comes to culture so now let's distinguish about where, when a company culture is not working well how do mm-hmm. we how do we recognize that's that an organization might have a problem with culture um, I think
2: a, a great again I'm using streams is uh, uber of recently I mean here is a, a company that was just growing fanatically fast, name brand, and it was a culture that uh, was, let's uh, see let's was not um, open to diversity, um, was fairly caustic, um, and it took some women leaving that organization, talking about it publicly. Mm-hmm. From that point, the community, their customers started to withdraw very, very rapidly from Uber. Now, Uber responded very well they did almost a really a complete turnaround in terms of leadership they you know they literally exited folks from the organization and culture first and now look at how phenomenal um, Uber has become over these last two years considering what had happened. It could
1: have spiraled out of control. Mm-hmm. That is a great example. Wow. So what's great about that, distinguishing those two for us, mm-hmm. Adrienne, is that we really can start to see when when, when culture does work and when it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so now let's get into thinking about first for a, like a newer organization. Yes. There are there are younger companies out there. Plenty so out of them. <laughs> what, right? And more and more coming. So you, you guys listen to this especially – So what are some guidelines you would recommend for a newly founded company to create the culture they want to live and work from? Right. So the one thing that, um, you know, this is difficult for many founders, right?
2: Because it's intuitive to them. This is what my culture should be. Right. Um, But it's very important to translate it. And as I all use the word to promote and protect it. Mm hmm. And usually early on, um, they kind of forget to actually kind of write it and align it, right? And actually, even here at Alchemy, which we'll get in later in the in this segment, but Alchemy, our founder, kind of knew in, uh, instinctually what he wanted it to be. And it wasn't until a few years ago that we said, hey, let's uh, write it. Let's be uh, intentional about it so it could continue to grow and scale. The challenge is if you're not like uh, with that uh, early on, it can grow without you. I'd like to use the telephone game as an example. We probably know that, right?
1: know that game, yes. Okay,
2: so when there's just two or three of us and we do the telephone game, the message will probably translate pretty well. Once you start to add 14, 15 to the telephone game, what the intent of the message or the message is distinctly different than what the original um, message giver was. And think of that in terms of culture. If you are not being uh prescriptive in describing what it should be imagine what it's like after you hire 2 10 15 20 30 40 50 employees Mm -hmm. so i do i love to use that that's Mm -hmm. good yeah
1: so that is a great a great way for us to get our our arms around what happens when we're we're not writing it writing it down now how how can we just while we're quick on still the the Mm newer organizations how do you recommend they capture that is this a breathing document is it all over the walls And it depends because some um, organizations,
2: it may be uh, where we're working remotely and not necessarily together versus we're in an environment together. So there are some things you need to think about. Um, It's in the language that you use, it's in the expressions you use, it is, um, it should be consistent with your brand externally to your clients. So the, for example, the it's my pleasure culture should be experienced internally first and then expressed externally to the clients and communities. Um, So there's lots of ways to do that, Um, as I mentioned, in terms of your expressions, written, communications, um, and then, you know, I can go into, we'll go into more details, but there's all types of way to kind of continue to reinforce it, and then you want to check and test it. You do that with your clients or your customers. How do they express what your culture is? Is that in alignment?
1: what, what the, your what you think your culture will be or should be hmm I think about the language piece of it just really quick mm-hmm. is it's so distinguished language. do we do we crush the competition or do we collaborate with our with our with our mm-hmm. with our customers you know do are we are we proactive are we you know mm-hmm. it's just those words are so so important to yep. distinguish because they drive the behaviors and they drive what gets reinforced right. and, re, and rewarded mm-hmm Okay, now let's talk about a company that's been around for several years. And maybe they're now in that delicate place where they're trying to scale and grow. And they recognize that maybe that original culture, what really got them here today, somehow either needs to be changed, or developed or matured, or maybe it needs to stay just the way it is. But how do they go about deciding? how they go about signing so um, usually your
2: clients or your customers will start to help you in that decision making process
1: <laughs> by leaving or staying
2: leaving or staying <laughs> okay. so that's usually a pretty good indication okay um, and that will come out in your your you know your customer service results and and the, your client retention rates right and then um there is many times organizations, for whatever reasons, have uh, gone and evolved and the products and things that they offer today are not the products and things that they're offering now. And so that actually might uh, require change in, in mindset of the types of culture that we need. Right. So mm-hmm. it might have been something that physical product that we were producing that required that it's my pleasure culture. And today it is more of a um, virtual experience but you still need it to translate. Mm-hmm. And so those are the, the you have to build into exercises and kind of communicating. There's there's ways to it. You map it out, you talk about it. The most important thing though is um listening to what people are saying about you now in meetings, in and client conversations, in kind of the day-to-day. That's actually a great indication of where you are with your culture.
1: Okay, that is great. Beautiful. Um, I hadn't actually thought about that whole notion mm-hmm. of getting the, what kind of feedback you're getting from other people around around your culture. Another additional question we've just got from our Facebook live stream from Saeed Ali Rizvi. Great question, Saeed, Is acqui- He says acquisition brings its own culture. So talk Agreed. about how when two companies come together, there's the equi- acquirer and the acquiree yes. if you want to say that. And I'm actually glad that you bring Up that question because many times that's
2: that can be overlooked and acquisitions or mergers can be um ruefully unsuccessful um because of the culture aspect yes and um taking a look at the cultures and many times um keeping cultures distinctly different may be the outcome um actually the zappos acquisition um Uh, By Amazon is a great example I mean everyone thought that Zappos would lose their culture but yet even though they are owned by um, Amazon they've been able to keep their specialness um, of their culture very distinct and that was well thought of well before that final signature on the line to acquire Zappos Um, the other thing uh, with uh, acquisitions is is Really kind of thinking about how we're going to work together. Um, what are those um, cultural norms? And also be very thoughtful just because for what works at Alchemy today, I'm going to charge in and tell you this is the way it is for you. Sometimes you have to really stop and listen and many times merge your cultures.
1: I would think that I've never been part of a, of, of a, of a, a culture work where we're working mm-hmm. on a merger or an acquisition, I would think that would be incredibly challenging and really, really interesting and difficult to pull off. And it is And that, you know, there's a variety of reasons why an acquisition is happening too.
2: Mm-hmm. So that has underlying impact. Is it because a company is failing or suffering or it's been growing tremendously and doesn't have the infrastructure and support? There's a variety of things that you need to think of in terms of just the underlying reason for the acquisition and merger. But then uh, when you have that understanding, understanding the impact of the culture and what, you know, what you want the culture to be.
1: Mm hmm. And with that, let's go ahead and grab our first break. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. We've been on the air with Adrienne Court, who is currently the the chief HR officer with Alchemy, one of the fastest growing technology companies in the U.S. We're conducting this conversation live in the headquarters office here of Alchemy here in Plano. We've been talking a bit about what is culture, why is it important, what can we do about it, how can we shape it. After the break, we're going to get into Alchemy's culture itself. It's awesome. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: Back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying
1: with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just joining us, my guest is Adrienne Court, who is currently the Chief HR Officer with Alchemy, one of the fastest growing technology companies in the U.S. She is the co author of Bravely She Flies, sharing stories of resilience, and is currently co writing Conscious Culture Think, Act, and Connect to Inspire Uncommon Business Success. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So for this segment, we want to focus on the the alchemy's culture itself. And I'm here, listeners and viewers, I'm here in the headquarters. Adrienne gave me a tour. The energy of this place is amazing. I would say that's another thing about culture is you get the vibe already. And there's it's big open spaces, lots of natural light. So if you would, let's talk a little bit about culture here. And first, if you would, just say a little bit about alchemy as a business, why it was founded, et cetera. Give right, us an right, idea right. of that. So
2: alchemy, uh, let's kind of start with the f- foundational part and I'll build up. So alchemy is actually the phonetical spelling for the word alchemy, A-L-C-H-E-M-Y. Um, and alchemy means kind of magical chemical transformation, and alchemists in medieval times believed that you could somehow take uh, primary elements such as fire, water, wind, and earth and convert those um, and combine those to create um, lead, for example, an ordinary element into gold and so for alchemy it's creating that gold level experience here for our alchemists and our clients in our community what we do is pretty straightforward so we do uh, digital banking so most of us now don't go into bank branch we do online and mobile apps we have 130 plus clients on our platform today and nearly seven million users in the platform we're based here in Plano, Texas. Uh, fairly unique. We don't outsource. We don't labor arbitrage. All of our all of our alchemists sit here um, and work together. That's very important for us in terms of collaboration and working um, and uh, speed execution in terms of outpacing our competitors, which we are. We have the highest mobile app rating than any other of our um, any other uh, mobile bank app out there. Um, we were founded 10 years uh it will be august 21st so next week will be 10 years uh started with our founder stephen bohannon with an idea a small investment and now as i mentioned 136 clients we're the fastest one of the fastest growing texas um one of the fastest growing technology companies in the state is texas uh we've now been ranked actually we just found out this week the third time in inc 500 top fastest growing companies in the country um tech titans um so It's kind of a unique environment that we're in, in terms of who and what we are. And really Um, quick, what I would say
1: is, I think they're doing a couple things right. Yeah, we're trying.
2: (laughs) And culture is very important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. um, One is we have long-term clients. Um, Our average contracts are six to um, seven years long. And so when our clients are making the decision to partner with us, they understand that technology is always not perfect and that they really want to know who's going to be hanging out with them for the long run. So our our sales team will say about 85% of all our clients make the final decision based on culture when they decide to sign with us.
1: Wow. So it's, very important for us. Well, and you might get into this later, but just for our for our listeners and viewers here, uh, you gave me a tour, and this we're in what was an old bank building. Interestingly enough, ironically mm-hmm. enough, and the the vault is still there. To help mm-hmm. our listeners understand what's in that vault. Yes, yeah, So um, you you probably could imagine one of those big bank vaults with the big door
2: that you'd walk in. That maybe would someone would keep all their precious possessions, uh, you know. Their, their money, their jewelry. Um, for us, we keep only two things, and that's logos of our clients and pictures of our alchemists. Those are employees. So it's a physical expression of what's the utmost important for us here at Alchemy. And as I was telling Elise, literally have candidates come in and see this and weep and say, I've, I've never experienced organization that could physically express like how important I would be as an employee here at Alchemy.
1: I love this culture stuff. It's so important. So let's get into yours, um, starting with the fact that everyone, so the, the, nobody's in a department. They're aligned with an element. Oh, That's yes, important yes, to talk yep, about yep, that. Yep,
2: yeah. So um, when we talked about alchemy, um, where you would take the four primary elements fire, water, wind, and earth and convert those that makes gold. So, for us at Alchemy, we're each one of us in our roles defined by either fire, water, wind, and earth. And one of the things that's really important uh, when I share this is our founder, Stephen Bohannon, when he first started the company, he'd worked in organizations where it felt lopsided or you know, you work for a company, we're a sales and marketing driven organization or we're an R&D. And he really wanted to be intentional that not one element is more important than the other. But so for example, I be earth. And so HR, accounting, finance, support functions are earth. And uh, so earth holds everything together. But we also know what the, what the dangers of um, our element is, which is if we're shaky, things fall apart. I love our for example sales they're they're fire they create the spark to the client relationship and they they know that's very important but they understand the dangers of their element is they can burn us and our clients if um, they oversell or overpromise mm-hmm. so each one of us understand our element and we unite to make one alchemy culture
1: that is, it's beautiful. It's so, what I appreciate about it, it's so well thought out. It just, it gives people a place to stand from, work from, think, mm-hmm. act, yep, and interact yep. with, and through. It's, I think it's stunning. I've never heard of anything like it. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. So let's talk about um, these, I don't know if you want to call, are these components or elements? Yeah, or compounds. Our compounds. compounds. Okay, culture compounds. So the first one is caring collaboration. Yes, See more about that.
2: So uh, let's kind of so we have six culture compounds, um, and they are pairings of words, um, and uh, these pairings of words are things that have been consistent with us throughout uh, the history of Alchemy. Can I? I'm going to share a fun story. Actually, one of our clients who's been with us the longest um, was recently promoted to CEO of her financial institution in January. And uh, as part of that promotion, she reached out to us and said, hey, you know, I've been with you when you were 25 alchemists and now nearing 500 alchemists. And the thing that really sticks out with me about alchemy, besides your amazing products, but um, <laughs> what really sticks out to me is, is alchemy is your culture is remaining consistent, whether you've been 25, 100, you know, 200, 300, now 500. Can I come spend a day with you? You kind of learn some of the things you're doing, so I can take that back to my organization because I want to have a culture like that. So that to me is, you know, that 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 tells you it right there. Absolutely, it's brilliant. And so, um, and she will actually tell you that you know, even in the early days working with our founder Stephen, like transparent communication was out there. It was. The product wasn't perfect. It was broken. It was painful. And she said, always, I would get the straight answer. It was never, oh, well, or this. It was, we're going to tell you exactly what's wrong and why it's wrong. And if a person made a mistake, we wouldn't out the person. We'd say, hey, it's human error. I mean, we. it was none of that, you know, that whole, like, jargon that people try to write something it was always so transparent communication has been and then caring collaboration a very important element so you're asking so we have these six culture compounds that define our culture Um, And they're in these uh, word pairings and you asked about caring collaboration. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that's really important, I believe, and we believe at alchemy and and any good culture is you need to describe what your culture means. So the whole thinking, so caring collaboration is important, but what does that really mean? So caring collaboration to us is you care about the successes of others, right? So it's not just about me. It's about the success of others. Mm -hmm. It's, Connecting collectively with others, right? Connecting on that human level. And it's also empathizing with others and assuming positive intent. So while we have that big brand caring collaboration, we help define what that means here at Alchemy.
1: So what I hear a lot of there is intentionally utilizing and ever-developing emotional intelligence is just one thing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, I like. Yeah, Yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, Uh, that's what I hear. And and so much of what I see surfacing in in the work that I'm doing around leadership and effective culture and communication is emotional intelligence. So the fact that you're really encouraging it here is beautiful. Um, You talked already about transparent communication, but anything else on that one? Uh, Transparent communication is.
2: it's not only just, some people think, oh, it's just, a cons- you know, open feedback but or open communication, but for us, it's being constructive, not necessarily negative, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, we define it as, I want to kind of think about um, cascading information too. So sometimes as leaders, we forget or fail to share. So it's uh, cascading um, uh, information timely and
1: appropriately, and also communicating with integrity. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in there, then you must have some kind of mechanism in place to make it safe to to talk yes, like this. Mm-hmm. That because I've, I've been I've been work, I've done a lot of work with various companies where it's very clear that there's no safety. People do not feel safe to share what's really on their mind. They're guarded about it. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be really transparent, you must have something in place. Right. What is it? Well, what's okay. the magic sauce? So the magic sauce is we actually live the culture. So, <laughs>
2: okay, so oh, okay, that's much that so things that I you know people ask us and I'm going to take a little bit of a turn but people ask us like what's what's your diversity initiatives and what, so we're actually 30 percent female here at Alchemy which is fairly extraordinary for a technology company and they'll say well what are you doing around that I said well we call we we live our culture right so we through all of this people feel respected their pers- their perspectives are appreciated we do the right things right um and uh we also though we do test our, our rate, our culture, how we're doing. So every six months, we ask our alchemists to anonymously rate how we're doing on each one of our culture compounds. Wow. So if we start to see, um, hey, wow, transparent communication is going great, but you know, caring collaboration or vice versa, um, we kind of keep a pulse of that to understand and then take actions around it so we don't lose sight of it.
1: That is brilliant. That is so brilliant. Oh, my gosh. Aren't you glad you no, tuned in, science ladies point. and gentlemen? <laughs> but, but, but it's it's so smart, though. Yeah. And if you're doing it consistently, it's just brilliant. And then uh, one that we
2: get, um, well, you might, uh, real fun. So uh, a lot of folks get real fun as one of your culture compounds. <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean necessarily, you know, keggers on Friday. Um, but for us... We define it as taking time to recognize others, celebrating milestones, connecting with our community. So if you just look at real fun as, oh gosh, parties, that's not how we define it. We define it celebrating successes Mm -hmm. as real fun for us here at Alchemy.
1: yeah. Well, so so what I want to add to that uh-huh. then from the work that I do is if you're celebrating su- success, most people want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And if you're celebrating them making a difference, that's amazing. And they also, they also want to know that their individual work actually is connected to the larger whole. Mm-hmm. And when you can presence that and articulate that, that's incredibly yeah. meaningful for yep, people. Yep. And if that's part of your culture and your heartbeat, that's part of what I wor- I do to work with my clients to help right. them add in those kinds of activities to be able to get to that point. So that's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. And I like fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about courageous innovation? So courageous innovation. So um,
2: we are, I mean, we were a technology company and we have to continue to innovate and kind of draw um, innovative thinking and uh, continue to ex- outpace our competitors, right? The other thing kind of just altruistically, Our clients um, are um, credit unions and smaller financial institutions. So they um, have to compete against the mega banks or not survive. And from us, it's giving consumers uh, a choice. Um, and so having courageous innovation to give them the tools to actually compete and beat the mega banks in their communities is a big deal. So for us, um, courageous innovation means encouraging re- original think- thinking, um, uh, seeking ideas, looking at emerging trends. But the thing that's really important about, uh, courageous innovation is that translating ideas into action
1: because mm-hmm. many
2: times you have all these innovative ideas and nothing ever gets done, gets done. Yeah. Um, and I think we'll probably get into it or maybe you'll ask say, but I think what's really in, one of the important things about reinforcing our culture and then actually having those discussions is as part of our performance reviews um, we talk about results but our everyone's performance review whether it's our CEO Mike or you met our front desk ambassador we all have the same six questions and it's how did I show up how did I show up as caring collaboration how did I um, demonstrate real fun how did I demonstrate um, transparent communication so that creates that connection of how my performance uh, relates to our culture
1: um, yeah okay so that that is that's fascinating and it relates to this comment we just got here now on W4CY's C chat from Liz she says I've had jobs where I couldn't be open because of the fear of getting yeah. fired. Yeah. I'm telling you, Liz, there's unfortunately a whole it, sea like of people that probably feel the same way that you do. And Adrienne and I are working together. Well, not together, mm-hmm. but we're each working independently to create more places where you, you, you don't have to experience yeah. that. So, And I've been in places that myself, too. So. I, I have, too. So um, hopefully that's not where you are today, Liz. Thanks yeah. for your comment. I appreciate you. Um, okay, we have two more to get through. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have trusted accountability. So trusted accountability
2: is uh, doing the right things always, right? So even if it may be a financial um, a financial impact to our our clients, i'll I'll give you a really great example. I mean, I won't give names or anything, but the end of last year, um uh, we had one of our actually our top producing salesperson. We let him go. And the reason was because he didn't have alignment to our culture, even though mm. he was exceeding results. And our our VP of sale, our SVP of sales, like for me, I was like, okay. And he said, Adrienne, if I don't take action, then how can I have tr- um, trusted accountability? You know, like how can I say that I do the right things always? Mm. So those are kind of the when you kind of think about you know the actions an organization takes. That someone that, and we've all worked for sales organizations, been with sales where they're kingpins Mm -hmm. and not here. They're all, we're all one. But how about that? At the end of the year, the top performing, you know, the culturally, Adrienne, the results are there, but the rest, it's not.
1: Yeah, I, I have, I've got to shout out a celebration for that, because what I would see is if you if would allowed him to stay. I, oh, yeah, was, just eats away. He, he would have been a runaway train with your culture. Yep, And you can't let that happen. It eats away. So I think that's a brilliant story to share for our listeners and viewers. Um, let's grab the last one after the break here. OK, OK. All right. Let's grab our last break. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with Adrienne Court, who is currently the chief HR officer with Alchemy, one of the fastest growing technology companies in the US. We're conducting this conversation live here on campus in the headquarters office of Alchemy in Plano, Texas. After the break, we're gonna talk about how to keep culture alive and well in the company and reinforce what you want it to be. Stay with us, we'll be right back.
0: Back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guest is
1: Adrienne Court, who is currently the Chief HR Officer with Alchemy, one of the fastest growing technology companies in the U.S. She is the co author of Bravely She Flies, sharing stories of resilience, and is currently co writing Conscious Culture Think, Act, Connect to Inspire Uncommon Business Success. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. Um, let me just thank a couple of people who just showed up on Facebook, Debbie Martin Gillen. Thank you for joining. She's my sister. Thank you mm. for joining Jimmy from the, from the hood. Marla, great to have you. Um, all right. So before we get into, uh, well, let's do this. Let's grab your last, uh, culture compound, uh-huh. optimistic perseverance, Okay. and then we'll share what we were chatting about on the break. Actually, optimistic perseverance is really probably the most
2: fundamental one in, in the history of alchemy. Um, When Stephen Bohannon began um, 10 years ago, this this coming week, uh, with a small uh, but mighty investment, Um, he had to persevere in order to get the first client into things that technology didn't work and all the struggles that happened, and that still happens today. So optimistic perseverance is probably one of the highest still for us when we rate our compounds, but it's... Basically driven to success, it's that metal, it's that grit, it's that yeah. determination. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we actually have an award here at Alchemy called the Metal Award. So, that's grit and determination. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hopefully that gives you some insight. I that. love it. I'm
1: down with it. Um, okay. So, you and I were talking on the break and mm-hmm. I, I'll i share the same thing. You said that you the one thing that you can't stand about companies around culture is? When they say customers first. Um, As and if that were some defining It is thing.
2: some defining thing. Um, it, it alchemy, I, I guess you'd say it's culture first. Um, and so what we're doing here, how we treat ourselves internally, expresses how we treat our clients externally. If you're not doing that internally and you've put clients first, they will never be first. So yeah. our, our
1: lights just turned off. Hopefully you can still see us, yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, That's probably even cut. better, actually. Yeah. Well, so um, to piggyback on, on that, uh, I... I'm not going to say the name of the company. I'm not even sure I remember the name of the company. I think I do, actually. Who took out a full-page ad in the Wall Street Journal saying just that. We put our customers first. Wow. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's, you have to somehow come out and say that. I mean, I'm just, I was And st- I've been in environments mortified. where that, where
2: a client can actually abuse an employee, right? Mm-hmm. But the client comes first. The client's always right. The client's this. And so then you become kind of in this, like, submissive abusive relationship can yeah. You imagine if that's how you know and then then the client isn't getting what they want either because they're just getting an answer that they think that you want they
1: want to hear yeah. versus back getting to, results yeah well, back to liz's point about it's probably driven from fear anyway yeah. so yeah. yeah okay let's let's get into this i really want to make sure that our listeners every time i do a show adrienne i try to give them something they can really just take and oh, walk love away it. and oh, just oh i love you know, this imp- is my favorite part implement right <laughs> implement so we're going to talk about reinforcement here. So I want you, if you would, talk about some of the ways that alchemy keeps your culture alive well and in play. Okay. So one of the things I know you do is culture training. Yeah, it's fun. I'll say more about that. Yeah. So we um,
2: we do, it's called our essential culture training, um, ECT. It, we have 40 to 50 alchemists every month come together and it's cross-functional, cross-reporting, just the group of folks who can sign up. And it's experiential. It's about an hour and a half to two hours. And what we do is we explore um, our culture compounds. And and then we challenge them, too. We can literally say sometimes, hashtag, it's not real fun, Adrienne, here. Sometimes, (laughs) you know, it's hard hashtag trusted accountability i feel like i'm trusted accountability but the guy over there is not so we kind of challenge our um, culture compounds we do this fun working session collaboration people who have never connected with each other before or only know each other through the, our internal communications connect but the real fun apart that hashtag real fun is at the end we're a sticker company so we have all kinds of stickers for all kind of things they're kind of like badges of honor at the end when you complete you have the six culture compounds um, stickers one for each culture compound you get to keep one that you think you exemplify and then you have the other five to give out to others when you see them exemplifying one or more of our cultures so that's one way um hi guys hi oscar um so hopefully that kind of gives a little bit of example uh, the culture training and uh this year so far oh uh, I, I had the stat before it's about 65 percent of our alchemists have completed it and sign up is about
1: 90 percent of our alchemists by the end of the year for the future ones. so okay so two things first let me just say that oscar joins us from guatemala that's where i met him a couple years ago thank oh, you nice. so much oscar for joining us this is hopefully helping you develop your English as well. Thank you about that because I was one of the first I got to help and work with him oh, on that. I love right. that. Great memories, Oscar. Um, and then second, I want to just call out that what that what you're doing in that training is to really. Make sure that everyone really is living these compounds, and to call it out when they're not, because it's it's inevitable that you're going to stray from these things. Absolutely. And so, having a system in place where you do call it out, and it's part of it's comfortable, it's not considered, you know, a, a horrible crime, like Liz said earlier about being in fear. Um, that is incredible mm-hmm. it's it's fun too and it's, it's really and it's, fun yeah okay good and it's probably a little bit of work too yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm guessing
2: certainly. and it, it is interesting even when I, I facilitate a lot of these I can't make all of them but when I facilitate I have to step back because you hear someone talk about I don't know caring collaboration and we're not doing and I go oh like I want to get defensive and I just have to let it go and listen and be part of the process of working with the team mm-hmm. that is so
1: great so we all have to keep, you know, we have to keep learning and developing. That's yeah, your, right. another one that you, that you do to keep your, your culture alive mm-hmm. here. So what do you do in that area? So
2: I think fairly unique for the size of company and the stage of growth we are in. Um, okay. We invest a lot. So when you think about uh, trusted accountability, it is shares knowledge and learns incessantly. So that's very important to our culture. Um we um, have our alchemy university with thousands and thousands of courses available every alchemist has 24 hours of professional development annually as a personal goal so you might have all goals this year but you have that goal doesn't matter who you are so you, you do have that goal to continue to learn um but what i think is even beyond kind of the just general learning we have our gold gold standard leadership development program which Um, many companies multiple triple quadruple a hundred times our size may be able to do something like that if you think about our investors and where we are at our stage of growth no one takes time to even breathe that we have our very own um, developed for us a gold standard leadership development program focuses on our culture it's a six-month training program um, we're just finishing up our second cohort. We're preparing our third cohort with 20 to 25 participants, um, learning every month, and then
1: an individual coach for
2: everyone in the program. Wow! How
1: about that? That's investment. That's serious investment. Not many can say that. No, I, I, I actually, I actually think that I've heard that I've heard the, I've heard the, uh, the number like two hours a year. For mm-hmm. one company, about le- that yeah. was what they were willing to invest in for learning and development. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not
2: gonna cut it. Here. Gonna, not No, I mean, sir, I have to just get giddy. But how? Sir, when I when I first joined, I've been with Alchemy two years, and within the first two months, I said we really need because we're growing so fast. This year, we've had seventy five promotions. I mean, you know, just think about a company of five hundred seventy five promotions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I said, you know, we got them, and to have an organization invest in this level of training and coaching. Mm-hmm. So we've had fifty uh, of our leaders and high potentials. We'll have another twenty-five go through the program,
1: and I tell you, now we have a waiting list. I mean, they, you know, so it's incredible. I mean, I, I've I've been around so many organizations where the, where the employees are, are so hungry for learning and development. They're they're hungry for it. So that, that's just phenomenal. Yeah. Okay, and then another thing that you do is around performance reviews. Oh, so how talking. does, I mean, usually that sounds like, that's like a naughty word. It usually. is, it
2: is. And as, you know, I mentioned earlier, so um, we rethought our performance reviews. And by the way, there's a lot of discussion in the HR community. Keep the performance reviews, don't, da, da, yep. da, okay. I'm a little old school. Um, if you don't kind of at least have it, it doesn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's when we said um, it's only on our culture compounds. And let me tell you, it was a flip out. Everybody's like, uh, what? Like, it can't be the head of uh, sales. Well, Adrienne, I mean, it doesn't relate to uh, sales. This was initially when we did that. Okay, so let's talk about then what area of sales does not all the six culture compounds relate to? Oh, I get it, right? So you know that they got their performance done or not. But this is how their behaviors, how their actions are related to them achieving their results. Mm -hmm. And so, um, again, that's when we talk about intentionality culture. Can you imagine when you have to write how your performance was related to each one of the compounds? And then rate yourself. And then your manager and your peers do the same thing. So it's. Mm It's a a way to kind of continue to reinforce it. Absolutely.
1: Well, and what I like about that, I don't know if that gets into the Uh peer-to-peer or Mm not. Okay. But what I like about that is kind of like the 360 feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to have that. Yeah. I know
2: it's hard. Yeah. I do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you no, know, no, we were talking about the other way to kind of reinforce your culture is through recognition programs. Mm-hmm. And we, of course, we have our Pinnacle Medal Award, which is the select whatever. But um, we have our peer-to-peer recognition. I'm telling you, simple costs no money. Okay, so this is not like I had to sign up for some big thing. Literally, it's a, a program one of our developers helped us put in, in Google. And it is so beautiful. It's literally I can write to... Elise, Elise, thank you for today and for helping with, you know, for helping today on a great radio show. You certainly demonstrated caring, collaboration, and transparent communication. Hit button. Immediately, you get an email that says, Adrienne said this. These are the culture compounds you need to express. CC the manager, and um, the HR team. And then when I get them, great ones, I forward on to their leadership team or to our OCE. Wow. So, there's Const- no money. There's no, it's just a nice
1: little, and. Gosh, I think we've had 800 of them sent already this year. Mm -hmm. Constant reinforcement. I love that. Um, And then you mentioned something I forgot. You told me already Mm -hmm. when you were giving me the tour, and I've already, you know, I haven't slept Mm -hmm. since then, like Mm -hmm. we say in Mm -hmm. Texas, but Mm -hmm. I have already forgotten since then. What do you do with the employee survey? Oh, so um, we have a, uh, we do a semi-annual
2: alchemist engagement survey. We do it every six months, which is pretty out of the ordinary. But because we're growing so fast and the world is changing so quickly, we do this every six months. Besides kind of your normal engagement survey questions, we literally ask them to rate each one of our six culture compounds. And then we'll also ask, um, is there something missing in our culture? Or is there something that hasn't been stated? Should be that is here. That is here. Yeah, and in fact, we just had one come up, and we're going to explore it. So it's called calm focus. Hmm. Um, So is it? Should we? Because everything's optimistic perseverance. Everything's like make it happen. Should we also have calm focus, where not everything's a priority? How do we balance that with a
1: crazy high growth company? So yeah, fun, awesome. Okay, really quick, you've got to tell them about lunch oh right 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 so um we provide lunch
2: every day um why we do that is um because it reinforces the connection and collaboration um as a side note i don't even told you this we actually even if you are a naysayer and like you know what yeah but lunch is expensive and we actually did a study and it saved 20 minutes of time uh for every alchemist and it's actually a savings um, but that's not the original purpose of it. The purpose is to break bread, connect together, collaborate. People put out their, um, um, board games. It's just a way to kind of connect, um, and, uh, kind of express, and it helps us with speed execution. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned that we all sit here. It's, I know that's hard for different size companies, But it was intentionally decided about three years ago that everybody sit here in Plano, Texas. So um, it's not the least expensive market. No, Um, it's not the least expensive strategy on paper. But we believe to kind of reinforce a culture connecting together, ability to respond, collaborate, being all here together in
1: this campus is really
2: important for our strategy of growth.
1: Just brilliant, Adrienne, brilliant. And we're really at, at the close of our time together already. It goes so fast. It does, it does. But say in about 30 seconds, what would you like to leave the listeners with today? I think the most important
2: thing is culture is how you think, act, and I- interact with your your community I um, and your, um, your employees. And culture is something that you
1: have to protect and promote. Wow, that was succinct. It has been so great to have you on, Adrian, And again, Bruce Waller, thank you again for for making the connection for the two of us. This is such a rich and important conversation to have. And you've given us a beautiful glimpse into alchemy and helped us really get access to what can we do for our own organizations and start to distinguish what's healthy culture, what's unhealthy. Yeah. Thank you
2: for this opportunity to showcase. We and our CEO will tell you, we would just love for more organizations to be like alchemy just to create wonderful work environments for everybody
1: well and another reason i wanted to have you on for that reason is one of the things i stand for professionally is to help more organizations create this because right now according to the Gallup organization 85 percent of the global population does not want to go to work on monday morning because it sucks in right. there and there's a reason it sucks and we can do something about that and so you've really given us beautiful real genuine access to your culture and thank you for being so generous oh, for you. that thank you beautiful if you want to learn more about Adrian and Alchemy, visit their website. It's just alchemy.com, A-L-K-A-M-I.com. Last week, if you missed the live show, you can always catch it via recorded podcast, we were on air with Paul Garrett at Austin Community College, where he returned to work from retirement. So I took the show on the road because I was speaking there in Austin. And we talked about the perils of retirement and how staying connected to the workforce, whether paid or volunteering, is such an important component of well-being and longevity. His health declined significantly when he left the workforce. Next week, we'll be on the air with Aparna Sain talking about her work in conscious capitalism. See you there. Remember that work is at least one third of our life, so let's work on purpose.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Elise Cortez, each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work.